Welcome to season three of Getting Into Good Trouble. Wherever trouble goes, we follow. Today, we'll be talking about the Tunisia power grab, a small country in North Africa with big problems. state of emergency since 2011 with a brief period of peace and the president has fired the prime minister as well as freezing parliament and surrounded the parliament building with all of his personal army and tanks and he's issued a decree that states that he has all of the power in the country even though he denies all of what's being said about him creating a coup. He defines himself as He's doing what is necessary. He says it is not a coup because the Constitution supported supports him or had supported him. You see, Article 80 of the Constitution, 2014 Tunisia Constitution, states that the President of the Republic may assume full executive power if there is a state of emergency. But what it also states is that he may not suspend Parliament and they must remain in session. And he may not do any act to censor the government. Of course, it also states that he may do anything necessary to complete the task. And that was his reasoning. And while the president sits in parliament and ignores the media, the people are getting mad in the streets. They've been protesting and the police have been fighting back. And it's getting exceptionally violent recently. People die. Though the president claims that he does not, not want a single drop of blood to flow. Yet, and, drops of blood, but yet drops of blood have been flowing all over. Yeah, and to add, so there's been like a recent protest where the tear gas has been like getting super bad and it's like fogging up streets and someone died of too much inhalation of the tear gas chemicals. So really he's lying about what he just said, but the, he's not going to let a drop of blood flow, flow for the thing. He's actually letting a lot of blood flow. The root of this problem was Arab Spring. Stella is going to talk more about this. The Arab Spring is a series of anti-government protests uh, filled with armed rebellions against their governments. And most of these were across the Arab world, which are 22 countries, majorly in Western Asia, Northern Africa, Western Africa, and Eastern Africa. And uh, these protests were in the early 2010s, and they all began began in response to corruption and economic stagnation. Um, the big Arab Spring overall was really influenced by the Tunisian Revolution, and this Tunisian Revolution inspired other like similar actions to other countries um, close to Tunisia. Um, so it was all kind of just like a chain effect? It was a big chain effect. So the Tunisia Revolution started in, in December of 2010 because of the self-immolation of Muhammad Bouazizi, which is a 26-year-old street vendor who had protested about his treatment uh, by local officials, so that's why he um, self-immolated himself. Um, and so from this, Tunisian citizens wanted to get President um, Al-Abedin Ben Ali out of office because he was sentenced to court with his wife for 35 years to prison for a theft and unlawful possession of cash and jewelry. And this cash and jewelry that he had was also up for auction. So um, Tunisian citizens really just did not like their president. Um, these protests overwhelmed um, President Zine Abadine Ben Ali. So he stepped down and fled the country in January 14th of 2011. 
So after he fled, Tunisians participate, participated in a free election to choose new members to formulate a new constitution. And so in January of 2014, when this new constitution was made, Tunisia became the first country of the Arab Spring protest to undergo a peaceful transfer of power that was democratically elected. Um, this Tunisian um, revolution influenced Egypt's revolution was almost the same. They wanted, protesters were wanting the removal of their president, Hosni Mubarak. So, and um, there are massive crowds across Egypt in like um, further into January. So there were similar, similar protests were organized like the ones in Tunisia. So it's like the protests now are pretty much like a second Arab Spring. Yeah, a lot of people refer to these protests like as a second Arab Spring because these two um, bigger protests in Tunisia and Egypt encouraged other protests in Yemen, Bahrain, Libya, and Syria so they could overthrow their presidents, which is in January, February, and March of 2011. But all the protests basically all led to blood and struggles between competitive groups and lots of political unrest. After the Arab Arab Spring in 2011, Tunisia appointed their first president. This president did try to expand his power. So once his term was over, they appointed President Saeed because they saw him as a political outsider. So therefore, they thought he couldn't be corrupt. I know it's not the greatest reasoning in the world. So Saeed used Article 80 of the Constitution to assume full power because of the economic crisis and COVID. He wanted to give people their money back and try to help the country. He got the full power on July 25th, 2021. And on August 23rd, he announced he would stay in power because he said the exceptional circumstances still remained. And there was no one to deny him because he suspended parliament and fired the prime minister. Therefore, because he's the only one in power, he's the only one who could really deny himself, and he wouldn't do that. So then after much persuasion from Western countries, he eventually appointed a prime minister two months after he started his power grab. And, the and it was the first female prime minister that Tunisia has ever had. So he kind of made it like he was trying to gain back the citizens' like love and adoration because of the new like female prime minister. He also wants uh, the prime minister to try to recreate a new government. Recreation of government. That's nice. So what exactly is this new government supposed to do exactly? Well, it is supposed to help make a better democracy. But wouldn't a better democracy be like only have like them like vote for other people and have elected officials, basically? Well, that's what it already is. Hmm. Why he's changing, I have no idea. He's the only person in power. He's the only one who can like kick himself out if he really wanted to. So it's more of like an authoritarian democracy because he's like the sole power of the country. Yeah, I guess so. He also wants to try to make the presidential system have more power, which, of course, he's the president. So he can do that. 
Yeah, but then if the president system gets, gains more power, it'll be more like kingmanship or like dictatorship or something like that. Still, when he was first elected, over 70% of the country supported him because, of course, he was a political outsider, so they thought he wouldn't be corrupt. And when he did take full power, they still supported him, like over 80%, because their government had reached an impasse about what to do about the uh, economic crisis and COVID. So they were very glad about this because they thought they would get a future plan. Of course, that never happened. So we know that the president of Tunisia was not handling the situation very well, and we know that the citizens probably were going on and doing things to combat that, but what were they doing? Yeah, they took to the streets and started protesting, though the police did not take this well. Right, and um, during my interview with... Eliza Volkman, she told us about how the recent protests were very big and there was fog everywhere, mostly because of the tear gas and there was a lot of people on the streets, a lot of violence from the police and the government workers. Um, Someone died because they inhaled too much of the tear gas and there were a lot of just overall like really bad things happening. Did the protesters do anything to like provoke them? Um, I feel like where they were, they were trying to carry out the protests peacefully, but the government, as they are, were just like being really violent with all of what they were doing, and it just turned into a little bit of a bloodbath. So what exactly do the people want to do with the protests? So Tunisia right now is a middle-income country, although they used to be like a really strong middle-class economy. And right now, people are looking for jobs and they want to have like a stable lifestyle and a comfortable life so that they can pay for housing, electricity, and food, and just like the necessities of like a stable lifestyle. Um, And the citizens also really want to go back to a constitution, but like they have a constitution now, it doesn't really support the citizens. They want a constitution that supports not only the government and, but like the citizens as well. Um, And they really want something that would like just support them and stop all of the commotion in their lives, basically. Okay, so we know that in the protests, the police were very like brutal and violent, so could you expand on that for us? Yeah, the police were present in a lot of the protests, and they've been extremely forceful against the peaceful civilians. Um, it's totally unnecessary. They've been using rubber bullets. They'll gang up and kick people to the ground. A man died because he was killed by uh, tear gas. He inhaled it, and it's just they have zero accountability. The police officers do to like control the protests. It's totally unnecessary because the civilians are peaceful. Yeah, and I feel like the police 
They were trained by the UK Metropolitan Police Force, um, but when they were released to Tunisia to become like a part of the police um, force there, uh, they were pretty good about like how they treated the citizens and like how they um, did their job. But once all of the cameras were off of them and like the news was gone, things started to get really bad and they were becoming more and more violent and they just did not really like have any sympathy or empathy for what was going on with the citizens. Yeah. And I think that like with that, the police officers became more and more hated by the citizens. And that also goes into like what the citizens want for their future. And I think that like with that and the police officers, they really just want like a safer environment and a better um, department to help them in their daily life. Yeah, I think the police should be there to protect the citizens, not hurt them. So we did an interview with Eliza Volkman. She knows a lot about the Tunisia protests going on right now. So in our interview with Eliza Volkman, she gave us some really good insight on what is happening in Tunisia. And basically, she was just emphasizing all of the different things that were happening in protests a lot and how they are overusing tear gas and it is actually killing people. Um, and she was basically just telling us about everything that was going on, about how the um, president fired the prime minister and first parliament and this is very helpful for us to understand more about the tunisia power grab and when your president is power hungry he won't stop at anything just to get more power he will keep going until he has all of the power possible and one of the things that she said that was really interesting and that we really connected to was she said that basically the president was putting innocent citizens under house arrest if they had some type of power that could influence a way that um, the citizens of Tunisia viewed the president in a negative way and this was really helpful because she compared it to witch trials in Salem saying oh you're a witch when that's not actually true and just saying oh you're corrupt when you're not actually corrupt. was placed under house arrest and it's a bit of a mixed bag because for sure corruption has been a massive problem here but it's a bit like a witch hunt and pointing at somebody go, going she's a witch here at the moment if you point at somebody and say you're corrupt. As we near the end of our podcast we would like to give thanks to our team for editing, recording and making this happen. We would also like to give a special thanks to Elizia Volkman for interviewing with us and giving us the inside scoop about Tunisia. Thanks for listening and Stay tuned for the next episode.